Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second edition of The Final Hour with Jonathan Hunt. The first thing I want to get into today, the rapper Logic recently just released his final album called No Pressure. This album was kind of a sequel to his first album called Under Pressure. I guess he is ready to be a father now, so he's going to step away from his music career. Now his final album, No Pressure, was really a a reform for him back to his original days, mostly hip-hop, boom-bap type of music. I definitely prefer that over his commercial attempts, you know, trying to be kind of poppy, trying to be catchy. This style, it was more chill music, you know, more lyrical, more kind of like an old school kind of theme to it. This is just really nice and chill album. Is really, it honestly is probably his best album. If it's not his best album, it's up there with Under Pressure, his first album, and his second album, The Incredible True Story. Those were probably his best two albums before this one came out. And ever since then, fans have been like, we want that old logic back. And it seems like we finally got that style back with this final album. So, you know, it's kind of great that he ended his career on a high note. I don't really believe this will be his last project. I do think he'll come back one day. But I do think he's going to take a whole lot of time off from music. And he also just recently signed a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch. That I haven't really... They haven't really announced how much money the deal is worth. But it is confirmed that it's a multi-million dollar deal. Hey, I don't... I don't see anybody else who's in a position doing that, so... Props to him. I guess he's just going to be doing chatting and a lot of video game streaming. Stuff of that nature. I know he's kind of nerdy, so it's going to be kind of cool to see that side of him more. Plus, he could just do that from home, so I'm sure it's very convenient for him. I'm, pretty, I'm looking forward to the whole lot. Also copped some of the Logic merchandise from his final album. It's kind of a limited edition thing, so they're not really selling anymore. But you got props to, props to Logic for releasing a great final album. It's not like a multi-million dollar Twitch dip. Now the next thing I want to get into is the coronavirus update. So now we've had a total of 153,000 deaths in America alone. And a total of 4.5 million cases here. I do think there are a lot of more people who have had this virus, but it's just not been reported. Uh, hopefully, we get the vaccines out as soon as we can, and we'll start to see things go back to normal. And it's kind of affecting uh, the next topic I bring up, which is the NFL. Uh, a lot of players are opting out right now for the season. Not like a, a huge amount, 
but it's a decent amount of players who are choosing not to play this season based on the coronavirus. Now, I don't know if that's because they have, uh, you know, immunal problems or anything of that nature. But I do kind of think it's going to be hard for them to contain that just based on if they still play it like they would any other season. Now, how the NBA is doing it, it's a whole lot more easier to contain, and it's an incredible, incredible idea they came up with. If they are somehow able to do that with football this season, I feel like there'd be no problems with them. Um, I hope that nothing happens to the season, but you also want to hope that, you know, nobody gets sick from this thing. So if I had a guess, there's probably going to be no fans allowed this season to the NFL. Maybe not until later on in the year. Maybe the playoffs, if, if, if that. So far, um, some of the important names that have dropped out have been Devin Funches from the Green Bay Packers. He's a wide receiver for the team. Also linebacker Dante Hightower for the New England Patriots. Uh, defensive tackle Michael Pierre has dropped out for the Minnesota Vikings. Running back, who should have been Super Bowl MVP last year, Damian Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs. The safety Patrick Chung for the New Orleans, I'm sorry, the New England Patriots. And offensive line Nate Soldier for the New York Giants. So we'll just keep on seeing what happens if more players opt out. We'll see if the season is going to be delayed. We just don't know what's going to happen. We already know that they have canceled the preseason. I'm a huge football fan. I think how they're going to do it in college this year is they're just going to make teams play in their own conference. And who knows if they'll do their college playoffs this season. Who knows? I mean, I think we'd be pretty lucky just to get a college football season. Now, when it comes to the NFL, I know they're more lenient in Florida and Texas. So maybe the NFL could work out something kind of similar to the NBA has. And maybe they could just split the teams between those two states and just play within those states. Obviously, you want the best for people's health and safety. So, you know, at the end of the day, if it's too much of a risk, then okay, by all means, I guess we're just going to have to do whatever is necessary for the season or for the players' health and safety. But I would really love to see an NFL season this year. Now, let's get into the process that I've been going on lately. A uh, big, big issue we've had is uh, riots, violent protests going on in Portland. Now, I salute all the peaceful protesters in Portland for standing up for what they believe in and using their civic duty 
to stand up to injustice. But they're of a bunch of violent people who are ruining it for them. These people are not helping their cause. They're just making them all seem like a bunch of crazy people. Destroying stuff. Being very chaotic. Kind of like they're causing a bunch of terrorism. These violent terrorists are ruining this peaceful protesters' message. Because what, what is being glanced at is all this violence that's going on here instead of these peaceful protesters with their important message. And that's not... That is how the message should be conveyed. These people who go out there and act like a bunch of terrorists are who... They're the ones who are getting all this attention. And instead of the good message being heard out, all we are seeing is a bunch of violence and chaos and terror. And they don't even realize they're doing it or maybe they don't care. But that is not going to help anything. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to make anyone listen to your message. I, I really empathize for the people who are out there trying their hardest to be heard while people go out there acting all chaotic and causing a bunch of trouble. It just kind of ruins their whole thing really wish all that stuff would stop it's 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 just I don't see why someone would think that's a good way to go about things it, it gets nothing done frankly I'm tired of seeing it hopefully these people who realize what they're doing is not helping anything it's just causing more bad things to happen. Alright, um, so on a lighter note, the next thing I want to get into is, well, I've I seen this movie about a few weeks ago. And it came out, I believe, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, on demand, of course, because you know how movie theaters are all shut down now. Uh, but I won't get into that. Okay, so the movie I saw was The King of Staten Island. The King of Staten Island, I felt like, was... It was a decent movie. You know, going in... I saw the trailer. I wasn't sure how I thought about it. Because I'm obviously... I'm not a big fan of Pete Davidson. I think the guy's kind of a jerk. Just from what I've seen about him. But... He was pretty solid in this film. He was pretty solid as the main character. I also figured out that a bunch of the movie was based around his own personal experiences. And kind of like a semi-idol biography film. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the only issue I had with the film was the way it ended. And also, it was a two-hour, two about a two-and-a-half-hour film... And honestly, I felt like there could have been a little more because of how the story went. Because 
Okay, Pete Davidson plays Scott. And Scott's, you know, kind of a kind of a loser, you know, and he's still he hasn't figured himself out yet. He's not really going anywhere. He's not really doing anything to go anywhere. And he's kinda kinda he's kinda got this casual thing with a girl named Kelsey who's played by Belle Polly. She did a pretty solid job. Well anyways, um the story how it keeps on progressing, you see him do bad stuff. You see obviously I feel like he has uh mental disorder. The film starts with him trying to kill himself basically and then at the last minute changing his mind. It's kinda intense start to a film. It's uh, really a surreal comedy, you know there's uh realistic moments in there. And there's moments where you know there's something off with him because he doesn't respond to stuff like a normal person would. And he just doesn't realize what he's doing is not how a normal person would respond. Like I think in the film there was a scene where his younger sister was leaving off the college and you know it's kind of a big moment. She's going to be leaving the house, I'm assuming for the first time. You know, going off into the world. And he kind of treats it like it's not just sitting there. And like, uh, yeah, like, you want to come out here? Like, this is kind of important. And he's just sitting there. It's like, oh, really? Oh, that's right now? Okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And you just, you can kind of see that there's something uh, off there with him. But it has its own kind of heart to the film, I'll say that. It doesn't have its... It has heart to it. Um, the only... Yeah, like I said, the only thing I was dissatisfied was with the ending. Because in the film, basically you see him screw up. He does all the stuff, how he makes bad decisions. But then, towards the second half, you start to see him get his stuff together a little bit. And that's why I was kind of disappointed with the ending is because he didn't fully get his stuff together. Like, I wanted to see him fully get his crap together. You, it basically ends with him in the progress of doing that, but not the resolution of that. That's why it's kind of dissatisfying to me. He finally gets serious with his casual uh, partnership he has with Kelsey and he tells her he loves her she didn't know how to express it he didn't know how to really have a relationship you know because he feels low about himself but I mean it was it was an okay ending but you know I just felt like there could have been more there I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr it's probably one of the biggest reasons why I saw the film he had some pretty good moments in the film I think him and Pete Davidson pretty well. But yeah, uh, if I had to rate that movie, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. It was, uh, yeah, it was a decent film. And I, um, probably gonna start checking out Davidson's stuff. 
after this point. But yeah, um, I would definitely check it out. It's a, it's a decent film. Kind of long, so if you're not a fan of that long of a film, I uh, probably wouldn't watch it. It's about two and a half hours. But you know, it's 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 a decent film. You know, I'd, I'd definitely put it on a watch list. Alright, well that's going to wrap it up for the second edition of The Final Hour with Jonathan Hunt. I want to thank you all for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.